Well, today is a day where you rejoice in Red Sox Nation, apparently, because Raphael Devers got a deal done with the Red Sox, an 11-year deal worth somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 or $330 million right around there. I know there's some funny money in terms of, well, he was going to come back for 17 and a half, and he got a $20 million signing bonus. Look, he has now been anointed a $30 million a year player. And now looked at the list of the, you know, 20 guys that are making $30 million, and I'll admit I wonder about Raphael Devers fitting in there, but Fourier... What do you mean fitting in there? Well, How? meaning that when you look at the position players and you you kind of line them all up and you look at the guys that got paid you got Rendon in there depending on how you want to look at Otani San he's a pitcher but he's also an outfielder as well and you look at the 30 million club and maybe what this is is the beginning of a lot of guys getting to the 30 million dollar club but normally you would think that would be rarefied air and maybe it's just a couple of dudes in there that I'm not maybe necessarily crazy about. But there's also the part of me that wonders, is Raphael Devers going to explode into a guy that is going to hit 30 bombs and drive in 100 runs and be consistent? I'm not even worried about him playing third base. Yeah, I it, 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 This guy has now got to be the leader. He's got to be the best player. He's got to be the best hitter in the lineup. And there are times where he has shown that. But is this guy now ready to explode? Or was this the, by God, you better not let that guy walk out the door and just give him what he wants. And then four years from now, we're going to be like, well, he paid $30 million for a guy who hits 25 and 90. Yeah, there's a lot here on this. And I was curious to know. Uh, so there's a lot that you said right there. So the first thing that stood out to me, and I'm on record about this, because I was against paying him any any type of long-term deal. Because I have this, I I believe that, if it's not perfect and if he's not managed and if it's not the right system, it's not the right you know clubhouse and it's not the right manager, he'll become Pablo Sandoval. He'll become lazy. He'll become out of shape. He'll get fat and he will become disinterested because he has eleven million. He sorry, he has three hundred thirty-one million dollars, which will take him like for eleven years. So I mean, complacency is a fear for me with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he's twenty-six. So I would say when these big deals happen, especially with young guys, the next year is usually their best year. Mm -hmm. It's either like, let me prove that I deserve it, and then you give it to me, or let me prove it that you made the right decision, so I'm I'm showing you that I've earned it. I'm showing the fans that I've earned this money. So that first year is usually the best. Man, they believed in me. I got what I wanted. Let me prove them right. So I think you'll get a great... Uh, you know, Rafael Devers that first year. This year, 2023, you probably have a, maybe we're talking MVP. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I think it depends on who they surround him with, how they protect him. I think that has something to do with it. The other thing that you mentioned is the leader aspect of it. He is now the leader. Whether he likes to admit it or wants to admit it, he is now the leader. Mm-hmm. He makes the most money. He's the best player. He gets the most face time. Every every show that I watch says he's the face of the of the Red Sox. He is the next David Ortiz. Is he? I don't think so. I don't think there's a chance as hell that he becomes the next David Ortiz. It's like saying Mac Jones is going to be Tom Brady. Like, right. stop comparing anybody to David Ortiz. Stop comparing any quarterback to Tom Brady. Forget about it. It's never gonna. He's never gonna have the same opportunities. It won't be the same situation. Not a chance in hell. So okay. So it was a good deal. They had to do it. Um, they had no other choice. They had missed out on so many other big signings, homegrown talent. It was really the easiest deal High and Bloom 
could make, isn't it? Kind of. I feel like mm-hmm. like he's going to get all this credit and like, eh, well, I mean, listen, he had every single sign, you know, especially like how the numbers were going, where everybody was signing, all these other signings. The market and changed basically, this offseason. And he basically just avoided the unpredictability of next offseason. Mm-hmm. Like lesson learned. So, okay, everybody's applauding it. I'm like, God, it was like the easiest thing to do. Well, is it lesson learned or is it the easiest way to cover up what in the minds of some fans was still a disappointing offseason? But I feel like I feel like this is somehow this is being considered a um almost like a, an apology signing or like a or a shut up signing. So like I had a buddy of mine who was dating this girl for like years. Oh boy. Okay, and he she kept he kept talking about she keeps bugging him and hammering him for about like getting engaged. She wants to get married, she wants to get married. He finally bought her a ring. And he called it his shut up ring. Shut up. Like you got an engagement ring now. We'll 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 deal with the marriage later. It's a great way to start off. I know, right? <laughs> Probably not going to work, anyways. Yeah, but right. He gave her what she wanted, and and then she stopped bitching and complaining. Like the fans, the fans have been bitching and complaining, and, and national media. What's wrong with the Red Sox? They're they're acting like a mid market team. They're a big market team. They need to spend money. Look at all these other signings. Get off your ass. Stop losing homegrown talent. And sure as hell, they do it. All right, we're f- everything's 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 good now. Well, it makes now. you it makes you feel good as a fan right now that you know Raphael Devers is going to be here and there is going to be that certainty. But the question then really shifts to this makes you feel good, but does it I, does it really make you better at the end of the day? Because the team, like, he was still going to be here for another year. It was one for 17 and a half of what we heard a day or two days ago. So it's not like Raphael Devers wasn't factored in to the product that they're still going to put on the field. Here's what this is. It's funny you use the lady. This is every, when you were growing up, I think when a lot of people were growing up, you had your favorite blanket or pillow or comforter or whatever. I had a blanket. Okay. And it made you feel good, <laughs> yeah. right? King size blanket. There you go. It made you feel good. That's what this is. This is it makes you feel good. Then tomorrow you will wake up and realize that the roster is still the same. This might be the third best team in the American League East. Third best team in the American League East. And, you know, we'll talk to our friend Lou Maloney about this at 1225 as to where they still fit in the – it makes you feel good. It's like having your favorite blanket and your favorite pillow, but then it becomes normal. Then it just becomes a part of your life. If we sit here and the Red Sox start out 10 and 20, are we going to go, hot damn, get out the peanut butter, rub it all over yourself because Rafi Devers is locked in for 11 years, or are you going to be like, this team ain't very good? And that's, I think we're in the feel good, hey, good job, you kept this guy, everybody is happy. Yeah, I now, just feel how like, long is that going to last? No, I'm, I'm not going to... I don't listen. He's a great player. He's 26 years old. If you start comparing him to some of the other guys that got these deals, these long-term deals, where Xander got you know 11 years, 280. Aaron Judge got uh, nine years, 360. Aaron Judge is 30. Xander is 30. I mean, Trey Turner, 29 years old, got 11 years, 300 million dollars. I mean, you're gonna pay paying these guys until their 40s. So he's 26. He's got a 11-year deal. And he's also got no no trade clause, right? So to me, that I'm is like massive. By the way, so so people are looking at this deal, and I think they're right. Like it's a great deal. They got ahead of it. 
they realized they were reading what the room was going to be like and what the situation and what the narrative was going to be when 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 camp opened, when spring training opened, the narrative was going to be what are we doing about Rafael Devers? Just like it was Devers, I'm sorry, just like it was Xander, just like it was John Lester, just like it was Mookie Betts. Finally, that situation is locked up. Don't worry about it. He's not going anywhere. I still just feel like this is, you know, probably one of the easier deals for them to do. So here's the question. Like, who do you think they were competing against? Well, they were just competing against themselves right now, but they also realized that they did react to the market and where it went this offseason, which was longer term. You know, the money isn't that far off ultimately from what Devers got. But then again, I don't know if any of us realistically thought yeah, it ended up being, what, 25.75 a year or whatever. But there were a lot of us who were like, okay, if Xander Bogart's got $25 million a year or $26 million a year on a seven- or an eight-year deal, that'd be one thing. I think the multi-year deal is what really sort of pushes the Red Sox to kind of get this done. But there's also this. Did Bruins fans, in a way, influence this signing? Because <laughs> there is no way that John Henry who at times has been in this city aloof. There are times where he's just hidden. There are times where he hasn't spoken when he should. Hell, there was one point in time early in his run where he even sat there at the podium and said, maybe I'm not the right guy to own this team. <laughs> Whoa, <is> right? me. <laughs> that guy has to be thinking like a money person. Hey, man. I brought a bunch of championships here, and these people are still booing my ass when I walk through my ballpark where the other team is playing in, and I'm catching hell from these people. And if these people think like Red Sox fans, which a lot of them are, but if they don't, you get the Bruins fans hooting on this guy when their owner, with the Bruins, up until the salary cap era, has been maligned as much as any owner in this city for two decades, if not more. I wonder if that John Henry okay, like I gotta, looked. I wonder if John Henry <laughs> went home that night and was like, "I have a problem," and that this was the reaction.